Hi, this is John, by the way, and today I'm looking at Acts chapters 10 through 15, and I want to kind of stay focused on Acts chapter 10 because this vision that Peter has is so important. And let me just go through it, what happened. Starting in Acts chapter 10, verse 11, Peter says that he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again unto heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. So this vision is very timely, because what happens next? Well, somebody at the gate comes to see him. Verse 19, While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto them, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house, and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in, and lodged them. And on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up! I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in, and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, You know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company, or to come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. I love about what Peter did was... He believed so quickly, and then when the man tried to bow down as if, Oh, Peter, you're chosen, you're better than I am, he took him up, Whoa, I'm a man, also. And there's another instance of that kind of thing happening. Later, in this same lesson in Acts chapter 14, verse 15, when people come running to Paul and Barnabas and rent their clothes, crying out, and in Paul and Barnabas said, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you. Kind of saying, look, we're all in this together. We're not any better than you. The one we worship is God. I think of the Book of Mormon as well. Laman and Lemuel kind of bow down to Nephi. He's like, don't, don't bow down to me. Bow down to God and repent to God. So anyway, back to, back to chapter 10 of Acts. We get this statement in verse 34. This always confused me when I was younger. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive God is no respecter of persons. That is an old King James phrase, to not be a respecter of persons. 
but aren't we supposed to respect people? God doesn't respect people. God's no respecter of persons. And that's what I always concluded hearing it, you know, all the years in seminary and stuff. God is no respecter of persons. But it didn't make sense, and they explained what it meant, but the very words themselves sounded like the opposite of what it meant. (laughs) So one of the things that's been very helpful this year, hopefully for everyone, is to be able to look at other Bible translations and see what they say. And we love the King James, and I will always love the King James, and it'll always be my favorite. But what do some of the other translations say of the same verse? Acts chapter 10, verse 34, in the NIV, the New International Version, one of the most popular. Then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. And I've tried to mess with the word respect to see how I could rephrase that. With respect to you, I like you. With respect to you, I don't. I'm trying to make sense of a respecter of persons. So I like this. No respecter of persons means God doesn't show favorites with respect to this person and with respect to that person. Hopefully that makes sense. The New Living Translation, I see very clearly God shows no favoritism. The English Standard Version, truly I understand God shows no partiality. Obviously, King James, God is no respecter of persons. In the New King James Version, in a truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. And again, I'm not advocating any one of these other translations, just you read a number of them and you get a sense of people faithfully trying to translate the Greek are saying, okay, this is what they meant. God does not show favoritism. Now, the other thing that this just had to wrestle with was, wait a minute, don't we talk about the house of Israel being a chosen people like all the time? And then if God doesn't show any partiality, what does it mean to be a chosen people? And how how does that fit? Well, being chosen, first of all, Being chosen doesn't mean chosen to sit on a throne and be admired. In fact, I think sometimes those in Jesus' day thought, look, we're we're Abraham's seed, and that that was enough. Just look, look, let me show you my pedigree chart and my family group sheet, and now you'll know I'm chosen. And chosen isn't just who your ancestors are. Chosen is how you behave. Chosen is how you behave right now. And chosen... Being chosen is kind of like the analogy I like to use, being chosen to mow the lawn. It just means you have a work to do, and it means you have expectations on you, kind of where much is given, much is required type of a thing. But it doesn't make us any better than others. In fact, it probably makes us more accountable to feel like we are our chosen chosen to do a work is kind of what that means. One of the things that I've noticed in the Book of Mormon is that Nephi starts out right at the beginning, very first verse, and says that he was highly favored of the Lord. Well, wait a minute. I thought we just established God doesn't show favoritism. Well, thankfully, as the Book of Mormon continues, it kind of answers what it means to be favored of the Lord. While we're on the subject, 
when the angel came to visit, the angel Gabriel came to visit Mary. Hail, thou art highly favored. Well, if God doesn't show favorites, then it sure sounds like that's what he just did right there. So what does it mean to be favored? One of the really helpful texts for me is later in the Book of Mormon, in 1 Nephi chapter 17. This is verse 35. Behold, the Lord esteemeth all flesh in one. Everybody in God's eyes are esteemed the same. He that is righteous is favored of God. Oh, okay. So, how do you become favored of God? It's up to you, not up to Him. It's not Him choosing, it's you choosing. It's we become favored by our behavior and by our trying to follow God and to continuously repent. First Nephi 17.40, He loveth those who will have Him to be their God. Or in other words, favors those. So we choose that status. I like to joke with my class that in the Book of Mormon there are Nephites and Lamanites and Jacobites and Josephites and Ishmaelites, and there are also favorites. Who are the favorites? Well, those are those who are choosing to follow God. They become favored, and they choose that status. God doesn't, because God is impartial. But if you want to be favored of God, then you try to follow him, and you become a favorite. <laughs> One of the things I noticed in General Conference that I appreciated was President Oaks, in his talk called The Teachings of Jesus Christ, just this very subtle little phrase he said most of the way through the talk, after his ministry in the Holy Land, Jesus Christ appeared to the righteous on the American continent. Now, for years I have said this, and I'm trying to correct myself, I have said what President Oaks said the wrong way. I said that Jesus appeared to the Nephites. And he did. It's true that he appeared to the Nephites, but he didn't only appear to the Nephites. And this is why I think I'm going to try to change the way that I say that. Because when we read in 3 Nephi, we all know Jesus appeared in 3 Nephi chapter 11. Look at the last couple of verses of 3 Nephi 10 verse 18. And it came to pass in the ending of the 30 and 4th year, Behold, I will show unto you that the people of Nephi who were spared, and also those who had been called Lamanites who had been spared, did have great favors shown unto them. Interesting that word favors is in there, because they're, they're being favored. They're, it's, they're being partial. But notice, they are Nephites and those who had been called Lamanites. So I was so glad President Oaks used that phrase, that when Jesus appeared to the righteous this is the important point to make here is that the dividing line between who got to see Jesus in the new world and who didn't was not Lamanites versus Nephites. It was not cultural or racial. It was righteousness. And that's why that's such an important point to make. We choose favorite status. We choose to be chosen. Okay, so if, I, if you look up on the church's website about covenant Israel and chosen people, there's a nice little lesson about the Doctrines of the Gospel student manual about the House of Israel. I'm just going to read part of the outline. 
A. The people of Israel were a distinct and noble people in the pre-mortal existence. B. God re-established his covenant with Israel in mortality. And C. Covenant Israel today means anyone who covenants to accept and live the gospel. And then there's, there's three points under that. All people are invited to come unto Christ. After his resurrection, Jesus charged the apostles to proclaim the gospel to all people, which is what we're talking about now in the book of Acts. And the blessings of Abraham are for everyone who embraces the gospel. So another kind of interesting point is, in my patriarchal blessing, I had my lineage declared, and so did you. Well, what does that mean exactly? It just kind of tells us that we are chosen to do the work of gathering Israel. And that's, I think, why that is in there, to say that's, that's part of our, our duty as covenant Israel, to go gather the rest of the family, which President Nelson has talked so much about, gathering the house of Israel. So, at first, here Jesus came to the house of Israel. Many rejected him. So, as he appears as a resurrected being, he tells the twelve, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And here's Peter having this vision and saying the same thing, go to the Gentiles. For the rest of the book of Acts, moving forward, we're going to see Paul, who always goes to the synagogue first when he goes to preach, but then is called to be an apostle to the Gentiles and takes the gospel to all the world. I believe that the blood of the house of Israel has been scattered on purpose, scattered all over the earth so that today you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who doesn't have some of the house of Israel in them. And that way, the Lord has spread the gospel all over the place, so that in a way, we're all house of Israel. We're all chosen. And we can be favored if that's a status that we choose. So I just think that was an important thing for me to wrestle through to figure out what it meant. To That God is no respecter of persons. No, He doesn't show favorites. Okay, but how come Mary and Nephi were highly favored? Well, they were favored because they favored God. They chose to be righteous. And God favors those who are righteous, but we choose that favorite status <laughs> by trying to follow Him. Well, I hope this has been helpful today, and we will talk to you next time.